Alex asks, there is so much information out there. I don't really understand what's happening with the economy, the stock market. I don't understand how the Russia-Ukraine situation impacts my investments. Some say to stay invested. Some say sell immediately. Jason, what is your take? Well, ladies and gentlemen, after today's episode, you'll have clarity. (laughs) I'm going to tell everyone why they should stay invested. That's right. Stay invested and why they should stay the course. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to DadSense, a podcast for folks looking to grow their financial future and easily manage their financial present. The right way, this podcast is hosted by Jason Fuchs, a dad, a husband, and managing director of Sage Path Financial Advisors. And now your host, he loves pizza, but tacos are a close second, Jason Fuchs. Greetings, everyone. If you're new here, I'm Jason Fuchs, married to Amber, father to a three-year-old girl, Jewel. I'm also the managing director of SagePath Financial Advisors. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Dad Sense is a show for family men and women, and we're all about family, fun, food, and finance. Joining me is special guest Amber Fuchs, mom and wife extraordinaire. Welcome to the show, Amber. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. It's our pleasure. We're excited to have you as always. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have questions, remember, I'm answering one during each episode. And hey, if your question does not get answered during the episode of Dad Sense, not to fear, I will privately respond to your question. You're not alone. I am here to help you. Send those questions to jfuchs at sagepathfa.com. You can find that email in the description of the podcast. Today's question comes from Alex, whose name has been changed to... Protect the innocent, (laughs) and it's about recent market volatility. Mm. So stick around, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure you have some questions in relation to that subject. Amber, matter of fact, how do you feel about what's happening in the markets and the economy? I feel okay about it because I have you, and I trust you. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely hear a lot of news and speculation and things out there, but I, I really truly don't worry about it. I kind of just let it go in one year and out the other. Oh, well, thanks. That means a lot to me. <laughs> I appreciate course. you. Yeah. No, I appreciate you. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure our listeners out there have similar concerns. There's just so much noise out there and the, the goal of the media is to sell. So you're probably getting a lot of negativity. Well, ladies and gentlemen, after today's episode, Alex, you'll have clarity. <laughs> I'm going to tell everyone why they should stay invested. That's right. Stay invested and why they should stay the course. Now, Amber, before we get into that, I want to know all of the cool and fun things you're up to these days. <laughs> well, let's see. There's a lot of things happening in this day and age. And I think it is March. And so yeah, March already. Yeah, we're starting Ooh. to come out of winter a little bit. I think this is like false spring. Well, for right Floridians. Now. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think for like Boston and yeah, but I'm I'm excited that the weather is going to be turning yeah. soon, and that means that we can do things like go strawberry picking. Yeah, maybe, that'll be fun. Maybe go back to the blueberry patch again as well. And make like, some pies. Do some some things outside. It also means that peaches are going to be coming around the corner. So Millions I think of peaches. I think um, peaches for free. The theme is that. I'm excited about fruit. (laughs) (laughs) I I gathered that. 
the fact that we're coming out of winter and kind of turning the corner a little bit at least, hopefully getting out of winter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love that the days are getting longer too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Way more motivation. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I'm feeling kind of fruity. That, that, <laughs> that's my excitement these days. What are you excited about, Jason? Well, I'm actually excited about all the things you just mentioned. <laughs> I, I, I forgot about all that stuff. I've really enjoyed when we go out to those strawberry, blueberry fields, patches, whatever you call them. Yeah. You know, we do do it in March every year. Yeah, I know. I, and wild. I forget every year, too. <laughs> <laughs> and I probably will continue to forget every year, too. The parts I enjoy, well, I really enjoy is when we take all of our uh, spoilings. Spoils? Spoils. We take all of our, what did the pirates say back in the day? Our spoils. Our spoils. Yeah. We take all our spoils home in the gigantic buckets and then we start making pies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love baking pies. I really love seeing Jewel's excitement when we're out there. Yeah. And we have to just like convince her constantly that we're not there to eat. We're <laughs> yeah. there to pick and bring it She's home like, and eat. The blueberries covered in just that blue purple color. And, <laughs> yeah. But they're so good. The The they people are. that work there or that own the, the patches, they always the come farms. up to her and try to feed her. So yeah, it's very sweet. <laughs> they're very, very nice. good. Yeah. That's very neat. Yeah. And she's getting into the pie baking too. Oh yeah. She loves to cook with you. Yeah. She really does. So we always have a good time afterwards doing that. Definitely. I'm looking forward to that. But Sage Path just hired a second assistant. Wow. Yeah. On Monday. Yeah. Congratulations. We're recording Tuesday. So her first day was yesterday. That's awesome. Isn't that crazy? That's so good. We're just The growth has been tremendous and I just feel very blessed to uh, go through this new venture. That's awesome. Her name is Mar Anderson. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, you, you probably hear from her or hear about her some more. Like I said, baby steps. Yesterday was her first day. <laughs> yeah, I get trained. You know how that goes, yep. getting all the systems up and logins and all that such. So we're excited. That's cool. Yeah. So thank you, Mar, for being a part of the team. And thank you to Amanda. Uh, last Saturday was Celebrate Your Employee Day. Oh, on a Saturday. That's yeah. so weird. <laughs> Makes sense they put it on a Saturday, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but our assistant Amanda has been doing amazing things for the company. So Amanda, thank you so much for all that you do for SagePath. We appreciate you. You are such a valuable asset to the company and uh, we're just so grateful to have you. I also want to say thank you, Amber. To me? Yeah, because you have helped SagePath. So you're an unofficial official employee, right? That sounds about accurate. So thank you for all You're that you've welcome. done. And Dad Sense is a part of Sage Path, so we appreciate you. Oh, well, I enjoy helping you in whatever capacity that means, so that's amazing. And we have a ton of fun doing it. We do. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, Amber, I found a really, really neat recipe for a grilled swordfish. It's got pineapple peach salsa, and I'd love to try it one day at home. Okay, Pine <laughs> pineapple peach salsa, that fits right in with my excitement level right oh, now. Oh yeah, it goes along <laughs> with the fruit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about it now. Sounds good. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Grilled swordfish, one of my favorite seafood recipes. Anytime we go out, Amber. Mm-hmm. You know I'm getting the swordfish. Well, swordfish or scallops for sure. Yeah. And I'm going to try doing this at home now. All you need is salt and pepper, really, when I grill it at home. But I came across a really neat recipe on RecipeGirl.com. Recipe Girl, not Recipe Grill. And I just had to talk about it. 
The, the fish gets marinated briefly for about an hour in this cilantro lime cumin flavored vinaigrette. And then it'd be really, really tasty with fresh mango salsa. But it's really hard to manage mango unless you plan ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you've ever tried to cut through a mango that was not ripe, but it's not the easiest. No, <laughs> so, it's not. Pineapple, it's pretty easy to come by. You can buy the pineapple already cored and sliced and ripe. So I'm going to try it with pineapple. And then you can add fresh summer peaches to the, the, the recipe to make a really, really simple fresh salsa recipe. Mm. And it pairs really, really good with the fish. You cook the fish very little on both sides. The idea is you want it very tender on the inside. Mm. And then you just dump a bunch of the pineapple peach salsa on top. <laughs> save, <laughs> save that 10 times fast. And you're good to go. You can serve it with rice, green salad. Great for the summertime. I mean, mm. great for the springtime too. Sounds delicious. Should we try it? Yes. All right. I'm put in. It, put it on the list. Okay. Amber's in, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, you can check out the recipe on our blog, www.sagepathfa.com forward slash blog. You're going to love it. Trust me. All right. What I'd like to do is I'd like to get into the Q&A portion of the show, Amber. What do you think? Let's do it. Yeah. Let's talk about why I think everyone should stay invested and why they should stay the course. Sounds good. All right. Let's do it. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again for joining us for the Q&A portion of the show. I received a question from someone. I always have to say this. Compliance isn't going to let me use his real name. So we're going to use, we're going to call him Alex. Okay. Sound good? Sounds good. Alex, he says, I love this show and I'm so glad you brought Amber back. You two have a great <laughs> dynamic. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So nice of you to say, Alex. And I'm happy you're back too, Amber. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Me three. Alex asks, there is so much information out there. I don't really understand what's happening with the economy, the stock market. I don't understand how the Russia-Ukraine situation impacts my investments. Some say to stay invested. Some say sell immediately. Jason, what is your take? Great question, Alex. I am so happy to help. Ladies and gentlemen, Amber, I posted a video on our Facebook page that talks all about this in great detail, but... I'm going to cover it here. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to watch the video, though, head to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Sage Path, F as in Frank, A as in Al. I'll put a link to the video in the comments below. That's a great idea. Sound good? Yeah. Okay, let's get started. None of us knows the future, and I'm not trying to tell you that I know the future or all about the geopolitical events that take place. I just can't. I think if I could tell the future, Amber, we probably wouldn't be sitting here. <laughs> I would be out getting the sandwich that I'm thinking about right now. Well, if you could tell the future, <laughs> man, that that would be so many wonderful side effects. Yeah, that sandwich that I want for lunch would already be here, right? Because I would have known I wanted it. Mm, yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just thinking about how wonderful it would be to have a private crystal ball at home. What if... I, I feel like with technology these days, days, it should be an app rather than a like a crystal ball. What <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're going to tell the future, we should be able to do it conveniently, right? Man, we is there a ma magic eight ball app out there yet? We should invent it. We should probably invent a way to get out of this rabbit hole we're getting into as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think any of us can possibly know what's going to happen in the future. 
This is an amazing war scenario because we've got reports in about every city under attack. I mean, how are these people staying safe, Amber? I don't know. It's just amazing to me how they're risking their lives so we know what's happening. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. So two weeks ago, Biden was on TV telling us he didn't know what Russia was going to do to take Ukraine. Things were pretty normal after that. And then all of a sudden, we're in a war scenario. And one of the main reasons we see Russia struggling is due to supply chain issues they were having. And how about that Ukrainian president? I mean, this guy seems like he's half Washington, half Churchill kind of guy. I mean, he's incredible. And the Ukrainians, Amber, everyone is sending them all kinds of weapons, all kinds of resources. The point I'm trying to make is even though Russia has this massive army and all these resources, the Ukrainians are, are pretty advanced and they are fighting from their hearts. It's an incredible story. Mm. It's amazing the resistance they've put up. And, and I'm sad to say, I think Putin has, for lack of a better explanation, been put in a corner. I mean, once he started this war, he was put in between a rock and a hard place. The sanctions, they're hitting the oligarchs who support him pretty hard. And in Russia, if you fail miserably, well, it's not you're fired, grab a box, take your stuff home. You'd probably lose your life. Putin, he's in a position where he has to push even harder. And in the end, I don't think Ukraine is a fair match against the Russian military, unfortunately. I still think there's a great deal of hope for Ukraine, but odds are that Russia will win this war. And it could take three weeks. It could take three months. I'd argue that the odds favor Russia, unfortunately, taking Ukraine. So what does that mean? Well, Amber, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> My team and I, we think that it, this is going to unify Europe in a way we've never seen before. We think that we'll see a change in policy that we haven't seen before that favors more growth in the future. One of the key things I want to talk about Amber and Alex, ladies and gentlemen, is about the sanctions we put on Russia. People are worried about this SWIFT thing. SWIFT is a messaging system that goes along with the wire system. It's a way to verify info, and it allows money to change hands. It's an important system used all over the world. Russia does a lot of business with countries in Europe, but not the U.S., and I don't see that having a major impact on the U.S. at all. Sanctions, they're costing oligarchs who've supported Putin billions and billions of dollars and no one has ever gone this far before putin's ignoring all of that he's going forward with even more bloodshed though i mean the russian stock market the ruble they're down over 50 percent <laughs> and taking a country and occupying a country are two different things in my opinion my team and i we think this is going to disrupt supply chains and is going to keep oil prices higher these two countries, Russia and Ukraine, they're large. We don't see how it will change the direction of the economy growth in the U.S. much at all. Put in perspective, Amber, Russia's GDP is about half the size of California's. Yikes. So big, but not huge, right? right? And as a result, a significant factor is inflation. Oil prices will be higher. I mean, we're already seeing that at the pumps. Here's something crazy that folks didn't think about. When you subsidize wind power and such and you punish fossil fuel, you drive up the price of fossil fuel. My team and I, we think countries like Russia are indirectly being given more power. And we think those subsidies are a complete management failure on the part of Europe and the U.S. in not realizing secondary consequences. Now, we understand people want to move toward green energy. Me too. I mean, 
I'd love a greener planet, wouldn't you, Amber? Absolutely. Yeah. And doing it the way they did with clubs, <laughs> in my opinion, ended up giving Putin more power and the Middle East more power as well. And we think that's one of the reasons we find ourselves the way we are. The action in Europe, it's going to disrupt supply chains more globally than they were previously. Not dramatically so, but it's going to continue to fuel that inflation fire we're seeing right now. Hmm. And we don't think that inflation is all because of the supply chain issues we've seen. We think a lot of it has to do with the M2 supply. My team and I, we think that inflation is a monetary phenomenon. We printed 40% more dollars, Amber, since the beginning of the pandemic. And this inflation we're seeing will continue, exacerbated by what's happening overseas. One of the big worries or uncertainties the market faces is whether or not Russia wants to move against other NATO countries after Ukraine. Now, remember, Ukraine is not a NATO country. That scenario would cause much more mayhem. We need to start thinking about what is this going to do to policies, right, Amber? Yes. <laughs> Germany is a great example of this. Germany is going to increase its defense budget. And that was something Trump asked them to do years ago. And along with Germany increasing its defense budget, they're going to build a natural gas strategic reserve. And it's the first time they've done that. So in other words, they realize that they need to manage their risk a little better. Right. We think this will end up going further than that. There will still be supporters, believers, politicians who push green renewable policy and want to punish fossil fuel. Those efforts are going to come less and less to fruition in months and years ahead. So in other words, Amber, the fossil fuel world becomes less regulated. We think it's going to become freer. Now, people say that this proves we can't rely on fossil fuel. And that could be true, Amber. 40 years from now, though, we're still going to use more fossil fuels in the world than we use today unless there is some miracle that happens on the green side. We've clearly shown that we just can't live without fossil fuel. And the transition, in our opinion, is going to take decades. You can find hundreds of reports out there from rational people who prove it every day. We can have all the electric vehicles that we want, but we still need to charge them. Right, Amber? Right. How do you think we charge those electric vehicles? Hopefully one day, maybe wind power. <laughs> maybe, but, no. but right now, yeah, fossil fuels. Right. And the only way to manufacture and produce these vehicles is through factories that use fossil fuel. Right. And creating the infrastructure to run these electric vehicles. We use fossil fuel. So, again, I'm not saying I'm anti-energy. You and I are, we live at the beach. We are right. a, a prime example of pro-green. But we are, are going to continue to rely on fossil fuels. Right. And the energy sector, it's going to be a huge winner because of what just happened. So, And unfortunately, like I said, green energy is going to be a loser. And what about the Build Better Act that the U.S. has been talking about? The tax hikes, the spending hikes. Well, my team and I think the acts in Russia pretty much killed that deal. There are plenty of reasons, like inflation, to cause a delay. But fog of war, in our opinion, makes that more likely. Mm. And another change in policy relates to the Fed. My team and I think the Fed will go more slowly with rate hikes. Some people out there are forecasting more rate hikes than meetings. The futures market priced 5.5 rate hikes this year. And we think it'll be more like four for the rest of the year. Even though they don't say it, the Federal Reserve still believes inflation is transitory. 
They believe it comes from expectation. So in other words, if people expect inflation to be higher, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. We think one of the key reasons they decided to announce loudly that they're going to eliminate this QE and start quantitative tightening the reason they said, well, hey, we're going to raise rates three or four times in 2022. They were trying to dampen expectations. But here's what we think. doesn't matter if you expect inflation to be low. You, you print 40% new money over a two-year period. It doesn't matter what expectations are. Right. You're going to have higher inflation. If in people expect inflation to be high and yet the Fed shrinks money supply, it doesn't matter what people think right. or what they expect. Inflation is going to be low. In fact, if they decide to shrink the money supply, we'll have deflation. And we think the only way you can get inflation or get rid of inflation is to print money or not print money. Hmm. Pretty simple, right? Interesting. Yeah. The Fed believes they can control inflation expectations, but my team and I think they can't. Our belief today is the market itself, commodity prices, prices of equities and materials, industrial, cyclical sectors, they do not have inflation that we will experience over the next four to five years priced in. Having said all of this, my team and I see Russia ramp up its efforts that the battle gets worse. Eventually, its army is going to be victorious in this battle, unfortunately. The only way it doesn't happen is if generals or the military itself says it will not violate international law and attack civilians. The Russian army, it's just too massive, unfortunately. So what does this mean for growth in the U.S.? Amber, I'm so glad. You you always ask the right questions. (laughs) My team and I think very little. Our forecast this year is for 2.5% GDP growth and a smaller deficit. We think the Fed, they will raise rates this year but nowhere near tight. Along with that comes the opening of the economy from COVID. Mm -hmm. I just heard that even New York City, it's going to get rid of its uh, vaccine mandate in the city. Mm. Iceland went completely free of all mandates. And I think that is going to spread. As a result, we think 3 million jobs will be gained this year as the economy opens up more. Government money coming every month, every two weeks, whatever. Guess what? It's over. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's not coming anymore. And growth from that will overpower that smaller deficit in government spending. And my team and I think we'll end up with that 2.5% real GDP growth for the year. Hmm. Now, in addition, my team and I think corporate profits are going to help the recovery. We think corporate profits will rise about 10 to 15% this year. And if we put together four rate hikes, we think we'll see about a 2.5% or so 10-year treasury yield. And despite all of the bloodshed, the evilness abroad, we think the U.S. stock market will rise this year. Good policy developments will happen as a result of the war. And ladies and gentlemen, Amber, Alex, the final point I'll make, November 2022, what's coming up? Elections. Exactly, exactly. The only question from our point of view is, is this a wave or tsunami for the GOP? I'm leaning more towards a tsunami, Amber. Hmm. I'm not saying it's great. I'm not saying it's wonderful. The Republicans will be in charge. But what it will do is create a divided government. Hmm. And when we have that, the threat of tax heights, in our opinion, becomes minimal. And that doesn't always happen in history, but today we think it will. Another added reason to look toward the horizon and expect that market to move higher. 
How you feeling, Amber? Feeling good. Yeah? That's a lot of good information. Thank you. Questions, yeah. comments, concerns? Ooh, no, not right now. Okay. All right. Well, in conclusion, ladies and gentlemen, now is a great time to buy assets 10 to 15% lower. And I get it. And no one ever says, yes, my accounts are down 15%. Time to buy good companies at low prices. And no way. And remember, our accounts are down too. Amber, we're in this with my clients in the rest of the world. Right. You're seeing drops in your accounts, ladies and gentlemen, and you're probably thinking the exact opposite. But this is why my clients hire me, to navigate through all of the noise and make intelligent decisions. And buying companies at these low prices is the right decision. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, reach out to me if you'd like to know more. I say it every episode. Head to our website, www.sagepathfa.com. There's a calendar at the top of the page. Click it. You can schedule time with me. You'll find that I'm freely giving of my time. You can also call me, email me. All of that info is in the description of the podcast. Amber, anything you want to add? Ooh-wee. No, that's a lot of great information. My head is full. All right. We're not going to fill it anymore. Okay, good. <laughs> Let's go get some <laughs> sandwiches. For, okay. And swordfish. <laughs> and sword, and swordfish and, sandwiches. And fruit. And, fr- <laughs> and fruit. I forgot about the fruit. That one got me. <laughs> and all of our listeners out there, thank you for sticking around. I appreciate all of you. We will see you in two weeks for another episode of Dad Sense. Be well. Oh, oh, oh. Hello, it's me, Santa Claus. Otherwise known as Old Saint Sage Pat. Jason has me on payroll so his three-year-old daughter can get all the hot toys ahead of schedule. I'm visiting from the North Pole so I can read the disclosures. We don't want to irritate regulators now, do we? Securities and investment advisory services offered through FSC Securities Corporation. FSC member, FINRA SIPC. FSC is separately owned in other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced to are independent of FSC. Jason Fuchs, Amber Fuchs, and SagePath Financial Advisors are unaffiliated. Ho, ho, ho. All of the data, stats, etc. you heard in this episode were pulled from First Trust. <laughs>